is Christine Conti, and you are listening to best-selling author of Split Second Courage. What if your fears were the key to your dreams? That's right, everyone. Available on Amazon right now as an ebook or paperback. Grab your copy today and unleash your inner superhero. What is holding you back from living the life you truly deserve? And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazy. And the microphone. We are where it's at. Oh, baby. It has been, I feel like, way too long since we've done that introduction. Well, yeah. There's been a lot happening. A lot. I went, I went away for a little bit, Conti. I mean, you were on the other side of the planet, and I was all the heck over the place in you're, the United you've, States. You've been all over the place. I've been keeping track of you. So it's, you know, where in the world are the two fit crazies <laughs> is what it is. Exactly. Move over, Carmen San Diego. Here yeah, we go. Two fit crazies worldwide. So global. We have good excuses, though. And today, I'm so freaking excited for today. Um, I wouldn't even, I didn't even want to talk to Brian. Um, I've been like avoiding talking to you about this and I've been dying to hear all about it because this is big. And before we get into this, what I think is really cool, and I was thinking about this because I'm, you know, I'm not like sentimental. I was thinking the other day about just how you have taken, you know, everything that you believe in and all this goodness and changing the world and and you've gone out and done it on a world level. That's what's so cool. And as you know, as your friend, to sit back and be like, "This is really freaking cool to see Brian go from all right, you know, yeah, yeah, you've got this, you know, this crew, and you and you have positive everything here, but it's so much greater." And I'm like proud to you know to be like a tiny teeny part oh, of this. You're a big part, see- Conti. What you've I am welling up right now. Well, <laughs> I've had a lot of drives, a lot of long drives <laughs> to think about a lot of things. And I, you know, I was driving at some point. And I'm like, this is so cool. Like, I was just so, like, excited for you. That's yeah. all. You know, it's, uh, you know, listen, do not ever underestimate the power of communication. And in this case, a single email. Mm hmm. That I was looking at something back in like 2020, maybe going into 21, right? I Mm -hmm. think it was right. It was in between Christmas and New Year's of 20. Mm -hmm. So like COVID was already kind of, you know, we're through with it. You know, we've been like eight months in and all that stuff. That was March of 2020. So this is like December of 2020. 
And, uh, you know, like one of my favorite musicians of all time. And I, you know, I knew it was aware of the Joe Strummer Foundation and, and, uh, and, you know, what they do. And I just thought it was awesome. We've talked about it many times on here because it's so amazing. Yeah. And, uh, the Joe Strummer Foundation and Joe Strummer, there was these famous pictures of him running the London Marathon in, you know, 1982, uh, yeah, in 1982, uh, or three. Lead singer of The Clash. Did you mention that? Okay. Just want to make sure everybody who's not in the know now knows. You know, just, uh, and, and just a, a a soul that is dearly missed. He passed away in 2002 and he is somebody that his voice would be, uh, very useful in these troubled times that we live in Uh now. He would, you know, he would be someone to lean on. Uh, he had a, a a a really awesome perspective on life and just how music and and uh, and and just you know, as far as I'm concerned, the right way to live, mm-hmm. right? Maybe it's different for others, but uh, it works for me. And so I, you know, reached out to the Joe Strummer Foundation blind email and said, "Hey, listen, you guys are trying to raise money." Running is always a good way to raise money. There's charity partnerships with big races. And if maybe, just maybe, you know, I can help you out with anything, whether it's coaching or creating these relationships and getting in touch with, you know, people that I know in in running and and, and just, you know, making anything happen. Like, um, if you're interested, I'm interested. And, you know, I get an email back uh, about, you know, a few days later from a fellow named Jamie, Jamie Webb. Jamie said, "Hey mate, you know, I'm uh I'm I'm run the whole foundation and I'm keen on running too and uh and uh you know, let's chat." So we begin the chat and long story short, none of the races were even happening. So charity partnerships within the races just weren't happening either. So uh we uh just decided to make a club like let's just go social media with this thing and you know, throw something on Instagram, throw something on on uh, uh, on Facebook and make a group for it and let's see what happens. And, you know, his mailing list went out and announced us as a club and we just kind of decided to go in that direction. And wouldn't you know it, there's other people like us in this world that had similar interests and thought it was really cool and knew of the pictures of mm-hmm. Joe. The pictures of Joe Strummer running the London Marathon are pretty famous. He's got a mohawk. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. It's part of our logo now, JSF Runners, the Joe Strummer Foundation Runners. And, uh, you know, just little by little, we do little things. We make virtual runs that, you know, once a year for Joe's birthday, we have a larger virtual run where we do collect some money. And this money sometimes, you know, for the, the, the foundation supports in a great way this organization in Sierra Leone, Africa. And Sierra Leone is an organization called Way Out Arts. And it's for street youth. It's for street people, street kids. They're not all youth. I mean, I mean, I... Anyone under 35 is young to me. So, uh, you know, is youth. So, you know, but that's the age. You know, it's not for young, young children. Um, It's for people that that are street youth in a very, very poor and impoverished country. And uh, Way Out does amazing work. They teach these, they hook them up with producers, they make music, and they also teach the kids, um, they do a lot of uh, video and video editing, and they teach them how to use, you know, Adobe Premiere to edit videos mm-hmm. and things like that. And they make awesome, amazing documentaries. And they, they, they just give these kids something. Um, art, graphic design. They make posters and things like that, like for promotions. And, you know, they teach them how to do all this stuff, logos. And, and, and you know, these they have nothing. 
right? And I'll get into that as we go. So uh, it came time to visit Sierra Leone with the Joe Strummer Foundation runners and Joe, Str- and, you know, Joe Strummer Foundation and Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, who's become a great friend of mine, and a fellow named Jack, who's a music producer, who was there with us along for the trip. And uh, I met I met Jamie face-to-face for the very first time in uh, the airport in Brussels, Belgium. <laughs> uh, flew over. I flew from the U.S. And, out of JFK, and Jamie flew from London, and, and J- Jamie and Jack flew from there. And, uh, you know, we... Got to hang out there for a little bit and then hop on the plane and go to Freetown, Sierra Leone. Um, all the while leading up to this, you know, knowing and anticipating the, the trip, we um, I've been sending running schedules to the kids down there and just training plan um, to the members of Way Out Arts. Mm-hmm. And they started the Way Out Arts Street Runners Club. Nice. And it's it's beautiful. I mean, it's really, it's really incredible to get to, you know, help these kids and they have nothing. And it's all in the name of health, right? I didn't really make it anything about performance or anything like that. It was just like, get a little something for yourself, you know, like, let's just be like, live a healthier life. And, and, you know, the stories that I had heard of, of them and from them, you know, was just their, their life is hard, right? There's, there's, it's a, it's a very, very poor place and there's just not a lot of opportunity. So Way Out, you know, gives them opportunity through the programs that they teach. And it's not really teaching. It's just like you kind of show up and you learn stuff, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, what are you working on today? And, you know, they got some people there that kind of know it a little bit better than others and they help them navigate it and and um you know so I, I knew that that stuff was going on so all the while they're sending videos like they're so excited and uh we planned a, a a run for while i was there among other things we did a lot of different projects while i was there but uh the big thing for me at least was the was a, a run that we called you know it was a marathon we were going to run a marathon while we were there and and uh you know just kind of laid it out like do as much as you can you know, I was really, really strong and told them over and over again, like, you don't have to try and run this whole thing. You know, they're still getting up to speed. Mm-hmm. And look, their equipment and their gear and sneakers and things like that aren't great. Their nutrition isn't great, right? They don't have the ability to go and just shop for a normal diet, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of, it was explained to me, they eat what they can when they can. Right. So... You know, to give you a little bit of that. So, and you know, it was all different abilities. And, you know, so we get there and it's cool. And we went for a couple training runs. I met the group. That got, we got like a huge, you know, welcoming that was mm-hmm. accompanied by music and drums and singing and dancing. And welcome to Salon, which is Sierra Leone. Um, welcome to Way Out Arts. And just, you know, it was probably 30 of them. Mm-hmm all welcoming us like excited really really excited and the foundation too because the foundation funds all of this stuff mm-hmm. so like for them to meet jamie like jamie's on the mural on the wall at way out arts they have all the artists that uh-huh. are, and then there's jamie like like mr joe strummer foundation like he's up on the big gigantic picture of him on the wall so you know really just amazing like really cool cool things that i just got to do and and uh you know was able to do everything we went for a run we uh 
visited some of the spots around Sierra Leone, which is you know fairly large country, um, that they had projects going on, which were in- incredible and insane at the same time. One of them is in the male is in the male prison. I spent about four hours in a in the Sierra Leone prison, and they have nothing more than just a little room. Kind of like cement wall mm-hmm. type of room. It was all outside. Like you, when you went in, there was outside. Like all the prisoners, and we walked right in. There was no guards. <laughs> there was no nothing. And uh, you know, spent about four hours or so in there. Jack, the music producer, has the soundboard. He brings in a couple of the prisoners who are talented beyond anything. They're extremely talented singers, rappers, dancers, like you know, just musicians and, you know, they, they're, they're very, very talented kids. Uh, once a week way out goes in and they have one or twice a week, actually one day they have the producer, like they have somebody who's there, they make some Mm -hmm. beats, they rap over it. They kind of cut some albums. They record things. When Jack was there, he's a, you know, really pretty well-known producer. So he was able to do a little bit more with that. And they like really brought in the a game for that. And then another day a week, they have like a courtyard cipher where they just rap, like they pass the mic and they have a PA system and it's like they just let it all out, like they blow off steam. But it is a third world country, Mm -hmm. like beyond, it's, you know, top five poorest countries on the planet. Like statistically, it's not like it's, and, and it's, and the prison is rough. You know, I got to talking to some of the you know, the musicians or the rappers, um, you know, one dude in particular, you know, I'm talking to him and it came up. He told me why he was there and he's serving life. He's sentenced to be hung and, you know, he swears he didn't kill his grandmother, (laughs) but that's why he's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then there was a few other mixed in. There was a lot of protests in August, Mm -hmm. um, that the street protests, there was a lot of people in, in the prison from, those protests that, you know, they've been in there since August. It's now November. Like maybe they'll end up on a docket somehow and their case will be heard. If not, they just stay there right off of the, where the little musician sound system thing was, um, uh, or, you know, where they have the, the little studio, I wouldn't even call it a studio. It's basically a desk with a mixing board on it, um, was the kitchen and the kitchen was just outdoors and they had a few people working, prisoners making fish mm-hmm. on the ground. Like, <laughs> there's some places you don't want to eat, and one of them's a Sierra Leone prison. It was foul, uh, like very, very rough living conditions. And you know, and if you had to take a piss, you just went like in the corner. Yeah, and that's common though. I mean, you see like kids taking a shit like on the in the the road. Like, there's no, there's nothing. It's not like I'm curious as to. I mean, even for, I'm, I'm just curious. There's a lot of people. I mean, I've traveled to some pretty rough places before in the world, Me and too. I'm curious as to what was, you know, what what was it like? Like, take. I know you keep saying, you know, it was the, they live rough lives and they have nothing. Like, explain that because I know even. Our listeners, many people don't understand what nothing means. And I'm curious as to what you saw that was like a, oh, my gosh, moment. 
I've been to some fucked up places mm-hmm. too, right? right? I've been to some places. I've been to places in Mexico that right. were were devastatingly poor and right. nothing like you know. And and Costa Rica is kind of like Disneyland, but there are some places there right. that you know I'd seen, and and you know even you know I hate to explain it, but you know even here in the states, there's some rough places, right? This is unlike anything you've ever seen before or could imagine. Africa is a messed up place. Mm-hmm. Africa is it's corrupt it's incredibly poor they said that like 60 to 70% of the gdp that you know the the, uh, the uh-huh. of the country is from money that comes in from outside from people that left and maybe have gone to europe and mm-hmm. or nigeria or some of the more you know populated areas where there's they can make money right and they send it back that's how the country kind of operates wow. It is, there's no money and nobody has any money. Everybody pretty much lives in poverty. And when I say poverty, it is the worst of the worst. I saw living conditions like you would never want to see ever. I, I mean, what? I'll, I'll like, explain. What did you okay, so, so um, we, well, we did tour the slums. Like we did go into the slums because Way Out had a little bit of a, not a business thing. There was a group that... They're, they're called the Iron Team. So the Iron Team wanted, um, they live in the slums. They're, it's, it's, I mean, they're tin shanties. They're nothing. Mm-hmm. There's trash everywhere. There's like maybe they have power. Like they ran a, they tapped into something and they ran a power, okay. like a extension cords to get something. But it's bad. And it floods. When it's raining season, it floods. It floods like people die, like animals die, babies die. It's devastatingly bad okay. right because there's just people on top of people and there's just no place to go when the floods come they just it wipes everything out um it is they, they don't have they have nothing like I, I can't even explain it any other way like they, they it's it's constant hustle for survival at all at all times um the woman who was like the you know kind of like the matriarch of the whole thing and she has been to way out to learn how to do some design mm-hmm. things and stuff like that but she's also the you know the the slums they call them gullies she's the, like the gully prostitute as well oh you know because that's 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 life like that's right. just kind of like the role that that happens there so they wanted to um they wanted to take one of their areas so a lot of them go to way out and they are you know, have learned a, a trade of, you know, whether it's usually video editing. So they had, and Way Out gave them a piece of technology. It's probably like a, you know, 15, 20 year old laptop that right. like maybe they can do something with. And, uh, but when it floods, you know, all that stuff gets washed away. So they, they you know, they lose it. So, um, and Way Out, the, the, the building is kind of far for them, right? They don't, how do you get there? Right. Right. If you walk, it's over an hour just because of the way that it is, you know, where it is. And, you know, the bicycle, you don't have a bicycle. And if you do, it's hilly as shit. Like, you're not riding <laughs> a bicycle on this thing. And, the, you know, the, and you know, there's some, like, public transportation, like they call them kekes, which mm-hmm. is kind of like a, I think in other countries they call them, like, tut-tuts. They're, like, little motorcycle uh-huh. things that you can sit in the back, like, three across. And we made great use of those. You know, you can get around pretty well with those. But they don't have the ability to to do that so they um did a had a little setup in their gully you know like and i'm telling you these are 
bad. There's little narrow walkways that go from house to house, and it's just like there's 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 animals and stray dogs and a river that runs through it that they constantly just try and dredge themselves with a shovel so that when next time the floods come, like it's they have less flooding, I guess. Devastating. Everybody, you know, poor health. Like you can't, like you know, it's bad. So um, they, yeah. So they were requesting a little funds so that they can raise up one of the buildings so that they can have like some shelter from the storm, I guess, and and let the water, the floodwaters go through. So we went into there. You know, I saw firsthand, and what gracious, loving, caring people! They have absolutely nothing, and they're mm-hmm. beautiful. They're happy. They're happy, right? I, I like that was one of like my kids have everything and they're they're whining all the time mm-hmm. y- you know and and even you know some of like us me you know i i don't always appreciate everything that we have and and they do they were welcoming um, welcoming welcoming us into their home mm-hmm. they were just just incredibly incredible spirit right there was no bitterness there was no anything and maybe it's just ignorance and bliss and just not really understanding what it's like outside of their you know their orb but i i can't explain how beautiful they are there was singing there was dancing there was there was kindness there was just everything was beautiful despite everything around them just being i mean it's a really really screwed up place uh another time we went um we went to this market, like market, like Indiana Jones style market with just like little, just rows and rows and rows and rows of just these like little cubicles, like little areas where people had whatever they had to sell, like anything, mm-hmm. right? Like one guy's got all these dead rotten fish that he's selling for to people to eat and there's flies all over it. And then, you know, next guy's got some beans or whatever, rice and 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 then you know the next guy's got like a million t-shirts that you know are from like you know just old mm-hmm. random silly t-shirts that you know or anything so and it's just it's like a bazaar it's like just rows and rows and rows and rows of all this stuff so we were going there because while we were there there was a concert way out was throwing a concert a street concert and they were just you know there was some sort of meeting to like discuss I'm, i think security for that concert and we were brought into an area that was just chaotic it was like a big garage almost like it wasn't quite a warehouse but it was just kind of like a bigger garage no lights or anything like that and you know there's there's just a slew of people and just people everywhere and you know the one guy's got a microphone and a PA system and there's just noise and just racket going on and there's just like all sorts of like crazy stuff going on and they lead us back into this area and, uh, and, and they, um, you know, they sit down, they have the discussion. Everybody's again, they like brushing off the bench to sit, have a sit, mm-hmm. like they're happy to see us and keep in mind, there's no one that looks like me for miles and miles and miles and miles. Um, you know, Jamie and I and Jack and, and Hazel who runs a school, who's just an angel. I love that by the way. I think everyone in the entire world needs to experience that. Everybody, I, I, yeah, it's, yeah. It's just a, it's a different uh, perspective. We, we went to another project where there was yeah. babies hugging their mother, crying and scared because they'd never seen anybody right. that looks right. like me. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, no, they had, they were, and, you know, by the end of it, I was getting a high five and the kid warmed up and just, you know, but there's no TV, mm-hmm. right? There's no TV. There's no magazines. There's no pictures of no anyone. In, no internet. You there's know? no, uh, of anyone, that, there's no way for them to ever see anything, you know, as far past that they, they can actually see. Mm-hmm. So unless somebody like me comes in. Um, you know, and, and, and they, they just wouldn't have whatever. So that's a whole nother story. But, um, so this area is, is there and we're sitting kind of in the back corner and they're going over some stuff and I don't even really kind of understand what's going on. But, um, and then the one guy who's there, he's, he's our, he's our handler. He works for the, the place. He's, his name's Bullet. Oh. And Bullet is, Bullet's a gang, you know, street gang member that, um, that actually got out. You never leave the gang. You're always in, in the gang. Mm-hmm. You're always in. You're always in. And I and I the feeling that I got was they kind of appreciate it when you do get out, because it's almost like you know you did your thing and like you, and and it wasn't like resentment like mm-hmm. towards getting out. There was kind of like, dude, our brother did it, and and that means that we maybe can do it too. Right now we can't because it's hustle and it's life, and we you know we will starve if we try and leave this gang. Right. Um. And and um. So. The whole area Bullet was was showing us, the whole area, these people, this street gang, their job was to protect that market that we just walked through at night. So, like, you can't pack all the stuff up, and there's no, like, right. Right. there's no door to close to your shop or anything like that. So they, they have, you know, these people were there to kind of sleep over the market or just protect the market and make sure that everything was still there. So during the day, which is when we were there, you know, they were kind of resting, so they had, it's hard for me to explain, just dingy, dark warehouse with some shelving, mm-hmm. right? And the shelving had like these canvas sheets over it, almost like a curtain, like okay. that just kind of covered it. And Bullet opens, he picks it up, and there's more people than I wish to see sleeping underneath these, on these shelves. Like human living conditions, like nothing that you'd ever fucking scene before in your life and they wanted to shake my hand they wanted to see me they wanted to know oh hey hey what like how's i I don't know who you are but i like i welcome yeah and it was i mean i I hate to say it it was concentration camp scening yeah like really really wild shit Mm-hmm. That that one in particular, I wish I <laughs> didn't see. Right. It was just too much. I can't. I can't. Like this is this is living conditions and poverty beyond anything that you 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 know. You almost kind of wish you didn't see it, but I did. So again, you know, then this is the kids from way out. This is what this is what they were. These are my running team. Right. Like this is kind of how they they exist. Super talented kids. You know, just amazing. Um. You know, throw on top of the jail visit and like mm-hmm. all this stuff. Like I was, I was in it. I was in it. Like it wasn't just like some vacation where I was right. going to run and stuff like that. Like we were doing some real, real stuff and 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 helping this organization that helps all of these people, right? So the Joe Strummer Foundation funds a lot of what Way Out Arts does, and they need it because they can't, you know, can't have a car wash or a fundraiser right. or like they're not selling cookie dough you know like or whatever it is that they are mums there's no mum sale um so you know it's just um just just really cool so um 
and then uh so all the while we're doing some group runs we're doing some training runs you know i'm learning kind of like what they do and you know and 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 they're all just amazing they're they're freaking talented talented kids and they're making music and it's awesome the concert was awesome i mean i went to some like and they have like a dance portion of it they had a spoken word portion of it like like really and then they had the headliner which is this dude mash mash p who's who's a way out artist that had made he made it he's been on he's been in london on a work visa he's been like on a six-month visa he's there making music he's there doing it his story is wild i mean he was taken by a a tribe of cannibals and was in the pit the pit that's what he said he was in the pit when he was very young and like his grandfather had to like broker a deal to like get him out of the pit so he wasn't cannibalized by this you know human sacrifice is not uncommon <laughs> i mean it's wild I know. it's fucking wild well, you read about it right you read about it you hear about it but to experience it is is it's, is it, a whole nother thing it's a it's a lot it's That's, a lot. It's a lot. But there. Um, but uh, but uh, I'm telling you, it wasn't all that because there was so much love as well. It was it was amazing and it was loving, loving, and the people were were just uh, uh, like excited. Well, it's something that they can they have hope. You come to them and it's like I'll you get, are a this vision of hope. It was yeah. I mean, I guess they it you know is. they all wanted to come to America. Right. They all want to come to. Oh yeah! By the way, Mash after he was taken and saved from the cannibals. Who's staying at my house? Who did you negotiate is well, going to be no, living in the well, Conti household? No. Well, then, then the civil war in the country breaks out. So from 1991 to 2002, there was a big, gigantic civil war where they employed, they, they, their mechanism, their soldiers were children. The child, the child soldiers of Sierra Leone was up until 2002. Mm-hmm. So Mash then went to go fight. He put an AK-47 in his hand when he was eight years old. To have warfare with a bloody, bloody, bloody warfare with other children and, you know, tribes and men. It, it was freaking wild. It wasn't uncommon to see people with, like, no legs mm-hmm. or a leg missing or a limb missing or something or bullet holes. And, like, they, you know, we went to one place where Way Out has a little recording studio that was farther away. This was actually in, like, the blood my or the um, diamond mining area. Okay. So that was interesting. We were stopped a few times by police, wanted to know what the hell we were doing in that area of Sierra Leone. Uh, you know, you had to show your papers and immigration and things like that. We had to sign the book and make sure that, mm-hmm. you know, they probably thought we were like CIA or something. Why else would we be there? Oh, you're a music charity? Sure. <laughs> yeah, sure. You're here on a running trip to Sierra Leone? <laughs> yeah, right. Asshole, what are you really doing here? And why? You know? Diamonds, all of them. But that, that that's a real problem. Right, the diamond mining and the diamond mm-hmm. theft and the power that holds with that. The government's corrupt, you know. So they take De Beers, uh, you know, diamond company, and they can come over and hold like significant power, and it's it's really wow. treacherous shit. So we went down there to an area that was extremely war torn, you know, not twenty years ago, and a lot of those guys now are thirty, you know, and they're there to make music. They're talented. I got scars from bullets, you know, and then there's one dude who is a talented artist and he's, that's his home area and he's back there now and he's trying to make it, you know, give these people opportunity. They have like one mixing board and a microphone and, uh, you know, they're able to, to do some things with it and make awesome music. So, uh, you know, just, just like really freaking wild. 
Um, and then we get to run and we get to hang out and then, um, it came time to, to do the, the big run. Um, I, I don't know if I should go, if this is How new. How long were you there before you did the run? I was there for a week. Before the Before marathon. the run. Okay. But let me tell you, I don't know if this needs to be explained too, too, too much, but Africa is really hot. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying that. It's like Ryan. really hot in Africa. I think like we were eight degrees above the equator. Yes. And and it was uh or below. I think we're below. But uh anyway, it was um eight eight degrees. Uh and it was ninety five degrees. Yes. On the day of the run. Yeah, you were so macho. You were like, Yeah, that's my kind of running weather. Yeah, Christine replied to one of my posts on Facebook about uh, about Yeah, that's awesome. I was like, No, it was miserable. It was like ninety ninety five degrees with about ninety percent humidity and we did it on a um to to make it kind of inclusive so that, you know, if people wanted to go shorter or whatever we did it. Um, it was three miles out and three miles back for one leg, so six mile chunks Mm -hmm. we were kinda doing. And uh and I set off at eight minute pace. I just wanted to kind of cruise mm-hmm. and, you know, my, you know, my normal marathon pace is below seven minutes, you know, so like, you know, but I, I, I was, you know, you're traveling a lot. You're not eating everything that you would do in your mm-hmm. normal race prep and hydration. Forget about it. How do you hydrate for a week of 95 and a hundred percent humidity when you're in the car and everything? Um, the, the, the water actually, like, you know, the, you can't just go to the spigot and get some water. You know, they, they actually have these plastic bags that are filled with water. So you get a bag of like plastic bags. They almost look like breast implants. They're like, like a camel pack, like those bags inside they're of. They're really the... small, but no, you just bite off the corner and you drink the water right out of the, out of the bag. They have bottled water, but that wasn't. You drink breast implants while you're in Africa. <laughs> kind of. Uh, I mean, breast milk. actually a couple of years ago in the Marine Corps marathon, they actually gave these out as, as water. So you can kind of hold it and carry it and things like that. But, um, so that's what you had. Okay. I, I did require, I did, we did make sure that we got some bottles cause I had some noon tabs and some hydration okay. stuff, but it wasn't like a normal marathon where you got, you know, water stops and all that stuff. Right. There was a car out and, you know, uh, that was cruising around that kind of, they were filming mostly. So like all the, like the way out people were like way into so filming awesome. and yeah, it was really cool. Um, and they're editing it and it's going to, yeah, we're going to have yeah, to no, tell us we'll, and, you we'll, know, so we'll we can put that out on everything. For sure. No, cause it was, it was really pretty cool. And, uh, we had over 20 of them, I believe did the, uh, did at least a half marathon. Yes. Uh, three of us knocked down the whole thing. Me nice. being one, this dude, Maddie, who's an incredible runner. And the other guy, I forget his name. There was a lot of names. There was a lot of kids. There Jamie? Was a lot of, no, Jamie, Jamie, uh, Jamie went, um, Jamie went 14 and then he jumped in a little bit at the end to me. I struggled towards the end. I was, I was good at eight minute pace through about 21 miles. I knew it. That's fast in a 95 degrees. It was, I mean, I, I put a bag in the car that had four pairs of shorts in it. Cause I know mm-hmm. how I sweat. I sweat, I sweat gross. And, uh, and I went through all four pairs, four pairs of shorts, you know, and it was, you know, it wasn't a straight shot. Like I, you know, car came around, I stopped, I ate a banana, you know, get back on your way. And it was, it was cool. So, you know, I, I ran, I think it was like a three thirty something marathon. Not bad. A uh, little out of shape. 95 I'm a little, degree yeah, weather no, with no it was, nutrition and hydration. It was, People, it was you know. super hot. Um, and it, but it was just, it was amazing. You know, I, I brought, I brought a bunch of sneakers 
Uh, shout out to Craig Siegel at Runners High. Uh, he was able to come through for me and uh, and get some sizes. You know, actually sizes were very funny. I said to Hazel, I said, uh, it was "Okay, so what? How many pairs of sneakers do you think you can use? I'm going to do my best. You know, let me see what I can get and what size." And she said tens. And I was like, what? I was like size ten. And she's like, "Yeah, that's good." And I was like, "Everybody wears size 10? <laughs> and she said. No, she says if they wear a twelve, they can wear a ten, and if they wear an eight, they can wear a ten. Oh. So, you know, it's just it's Africa, right? Right? Like, like, yeah. like it's shoe size. You don't get a shoe size. You don't get to like pick what your shoes like. You know, you might, maybe. Did you leave? So I think I told you this before. Um, when I've traveled to very very poor areas, I leave every like I'll leave all my clothes and all my shoes and yeah. all like everything for you know, and even though I. You know, we wouldn't because a lot of them. I was going to ask you. Many times, like they don't want your stuff. They're like, no, it, no, they or wanted did everything. they wanted it? They okay, because I remember just leaving and not saying anything. And so freaking happy to mm-hmm. like thankful and like like right. this is like amazing. Like they were just loving and caring, and it was it, like I, that. I can't stop saying that because they were. You know, there's a bunch of African dudes running around in like Spring Lake Five T-shirts and like you know, yes. like like, yes. like it's really cool. But you'd see that anyway. I saw one shirt that was the New York Yankees 2017 World Series shirt. Guy, just random guy in the market was wearing yeah. it. The Yankees didn't play in the World Series in 2017. They lost the game seven <laughs> of the of the ALCS to the I Astros. Mean, who needs to know that? You know, exactly. But there's a lot of that stuff going on. So um, you see, like a lot of like throwback, throwback jerseys and things like that, which was cool. But you know, all my stuff. So like runners high. There's a couple runners mm-hmm. high kids. You know, shirt, shirt kids wearing shirts with runners high, which is a New Jersey. So let me ask right you on. this: Are are is there a way for people to to send stuff over there? So that was that's also a problem. So I spoke to them about that because I have children's books and I have all sorts. Right. Of, I'll give right, them right. everything that I have, right. right? Like, 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 Lord knows, I need to get rid of purging and get rid of stuff right. anyway, and I'd rather just send it over to them. So yes, but it's expensive, and it's expensive. And by the time here's the other thing: it's Africa, right? So it doesn't always get there. That's what I mean. I'm yeah. wondering like, like how that works. Y- you know, like there's the, and if it does, then they probably just whatever they didn't want gets there. <laughs> right. You know, um, and and there there are a way. We're still talking about how we can do something something like that and just send things over there. Right. Uh, and 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 make you know give them something, but um, it's expensive and it, it comes to a point where it's like they just rather have the money. Like whatever it costs me to right. ship there, just like give us the money and we'll you know make do with it here. So. Um, and the foundation is great. I mean, you could always just, you know, um, I'll throw up links to the Joe Strummer Foundation because they can, we, you know, having any funds that go there can be earmarked for way out in Sierra Leone projects. Um, they, um, you know, we had medals made for the runners and, and certificates. I signed them all as coach, you know, I signed all the certificates and we had a little ceremony mm-hmm. where we gave them medals and they, and they all got their certificates and things like that. And like, then like, the the day after the marathon, we left town for a little bit. We had to go do another project, which was awesome. I'll explain that in a second. That and um, and they came and like we came back like two days later, like two days after the marathon. And you go to way out, way out arts, and there's they're still wearing their medals. Mm-hmm. They're f- f- like incredibly proud of of that of what they did, and um, you know it's it's it just gives them something. It's hope. 
it's it's hope it's just opportunity it's health um you know and and uh I, you know there's several times you know on on many sides of things that you know I, it was emotional it was you know I teared up i see people in living conditions that that nobody should ever have to see or experience and and you know that was emotional and then you see their pride in their music and their art and they show me and they, they you know they 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 want to share it with me and you know and they they want to come to america mm-hmm. they really want to come to america and you have to be careful too cuz some of the um like projective words are kind of lost on them like the transla- it's not a translation cuz they speak like a they do speak english pretty well yeah they speak a, it's called like krill it's like creole mm-hmm. kind of there's a lot of there's a heavy heavy caribbean influence in that area because okay. it's all emancipated slaves mm-hmm. right they all come to freetown and they go to the four steps to freedom and they have the cotton tree there and it's a whole thing you know we've toured all this stuff and and they um you know so there's the cuisine is somewhat caribbean uh the music most definitely is you know it's, it's reggae it's west african beats and things like that um and they the language is you know you can kind of pick it up it's almost like being like you know some louisiana yeah. shit uh, or Haitian, you know, things like that. So, um, you know, it, it was cool, but you had to be careful, like of of uh, like they say, oh, I want to, I want to go to, I want to go to America, and I say, like anything, like you should go there. That means that I'm now taking you there. Oh, <laughs> like you had to kind of be careful with it. Like you had to kind of right. not put it in a way where they they can misinterpret it, you know, or like. I like your shirt. Okay. <laughs> that means like I said, okay, you can have it. You right. Know? So then they like the next day, they're like, do you have my shirt? And I, you know, yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah, <laughs> you know, here's my sneakers. Here's my shirt. Like to take it. Um, you know, but it, you know, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. Um, what walk us through. I mean, what, what's their day like? The, like the, the kids that or the people anyway, with, with, um, I guess the ones that you were working with, I mean, I can't imagine some of the stories, but what's their day like? So you have to take money completely out of the equation. Okay. Because there is none. Right. So there's no job. Mm-hmm. Right? You just, you, you're, it's, it's hustle. They call it hustle. Okay. You're just kind of doing whatever it takes to kind of get by. So... What about a lot, school? What about like... Fucking school? No. I don't know. I mean, like... I. I maybe and and the problem that they that they have there is absenteeism but right. it's with the teachers cuz who's teaching them right like it the, the school like there's international schools mm-hmm. the woman who the place that we stayed at was like an airbnb and she's from she was from belgium and she's you know she teaches at an international school you know so if you have anything you're not going to go to like the right. the, the government schools you know the the like the Ministry of Education is what it's called, and and the woman that was actually staying in the house with us, um, she was from San Francisco, young girl who was there for a year. She was working on the IT f- to develop a, a program to have um, have them, uh, you know, just kind of f- follow the teachers so that they know who's doing what, maybe credentialing even, and, okay. and, and, and absenteeism, because the teachers would just, they wouldn't show up, right? Because it's like, so it's very, you know, it's little money. There's very little money. Okay. 
And and if they do, like if the, the Ministry of Education and the corrupt government gets money, they're not. They the kids don't get it. Right. State it lines their pockets. It's not like you know everybody's poor. So like if right. it, like if it comes in like that, it it, it just it goes away. Um, you know, there's no infrastructure. It's it's that's why anything like anything that they can do productive wise is is uh, you know is is beneficial to them because it's really you're just fucking killing time you're just killing time um you know they they're all they were so helpful mm-hmm. like we'd go out on the run they would like they like almost protect us like like dude, we're we're okay here and you know like everything but they just wanted to let us know that they that that everything was safe and and just you know, there's one guy, Map Map Africa. That was his name, Map Africa. I love this dude. He was so helpful to us. If you need water, let me know. I will get you water. Um, and you know, you'd have to give him money to get water, but yeah. he would go and get it. And you know, when we were on the run, and you know, and he would he would say, "I'm going to hold on to your change because you're going to need water again. And when you do, you have 14 leones. You gave me 20. I use six. We have 14 left." And like, you know, he's like my accountant, my guard, my <laughs> running great. my running partner, and his name was Map Africa. Love it. And yeah, and he's, you know, just a talented dude who, you know, was a child soldier who freaking, you know, experienced unworldly shit like in his life. Just, it, it, it's it's just really, it's heavy. It's heavy. I said, I said this. I said, it's, it's it was incredible in almost every sense of the word, right? It was incredibly beautiful. The country is very nice. Like, it's beautiful. It's mountains. It's ocean. It's, you know, there's certain beaches you wouldn't swim in because they're just filled with pollution and sewage and mm-hmm. everything else because anything that rains, it just pushes it out into the Atlantic. We did go to one of the nicest beaches I've ever seen in my life, though. Um, beautiful. Uh, while we were there, clean water is awesome. I body surfed for like two hours. It was great. Um and, uh, you know, you had to pay to get through the gates of that certain beach, which was good because at the other beaches, get this, like if they're public beaches or open access beaches, trucks show up like big, huge trucks and the dudes with shovels will just shovel up the sand and load it into the trucks. And at the end of the day, the trucks drive away filled, right? Because they use all that sand to make block and brick mm-hmm. and just like infrastructure of anything that they can use like as a building material so they use the beach as a quarry so like the beaches are gone like there's certain beaches that were you know they, they talk about how it used to be big and beautiful yeah. and stuff and now it's just it's gone the water just comes right up because they've shoveled all the beach into a truck, truck. to to you know to, to live and survive i mean who can blame them like that's what it takes right it, mm-hmm. it, what, do we, what do you need right uh, what do you need some block or or a beach Right? right, no brainer. So um, y- you know, it's just things like that. Like you really, you you don't really like no. Like all the all the women are sex workers. Like a mm-hmm. lot of you know, a lot of them. That's right. That's that's what feeds them. Right. That's how they live. Um, uh, you know, and and uh, you know, there was a couple of them that like worked like a landscaping type of company. You know, they're Maybe had you know like that, but that was it, right? Um, you know, money was pretty wild. You give them like twenty leones, which is like, I think it was a dollar fifteen conversion, okay. <laughs> like you know, American yeah. dollars, and 
you, you know, like we, we, you can go to eat. Well, it was one night there was f- there was five of us or four of us, and we got a takeout, and we each got like a it was like a Lebanese place, so they got like a falafel burger uh-huh. and fries and some hummus and some coffee, and the um, you couldn't really drink the water, so like I was drinking Sprite because <laughs> it was like you know, right. <laughs> it was in the can, you know, I was right. living, I was living a little, and um, and they. Um, you know, and, and I the, they went to go pay by a card because sometimes the places took card, but it was just like wasn't processing. It was just spinning. So I said, I have I had a fifty dollar bill on me, American. So I, I said, how much can I give you, American dollars? And they said, yeah, absolutely. The guy takes out his calculator. He heads up like I mean, four men, yeah, and a yeah, takeout, yeah, yeah. and like all this stuff. He says uh, seventeen dollars. Oh, oh no, yeah. Mm-hmm. It would have been you know it would have been a hundred plus if we were at at a restaurant. Um, you know, here or wherever. Wow. So it's just, you know, it's just stuff like that. Um, uh, really cool project. So the last couple days, like after the marathon, I got in the car, we drove way the fuck out. Like it was way pretty far. Um, and this was, uh, uh, somebody from way out made a documentary about, the um, women, the the abuse and the domestic violence and mm-hmm. things within tribes out way out in the provinces, as they call them. And there was, you know, it's it's rampant. It's a it's a major issue, and and it's been pounded into existence for forever. It's just the culture is, you know, the the men abuse the women mm-hmm. a lot, and it's you know, and then you know, the women would go to the tribal chief and voice a grievance of some sort and they most of the time were told them to go be quiet right you know it just wasn't it's just not, it, you know it's, it sounds horrible but it's just the process of how that it's been done there for forever and ever and ever so there was a documentary that was being done because one of the women actually took her husband or the tribe to like to court to like file charges and she won Ooh. So she's like this amazing, you know, like just, 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 um, you know, she, she's just an advocate for all the women and she's become like this, this, like, you know, um, just an activist for, for all of this. And, uh, and, you know, so she won, so she's there. So we went out. So while they're filming this documentary, some of the women that were the features, uh, you know, being interviewed and things like that would say, what, what is that, that thing, you, you know, it's a camera. What is that? How, how do you use that? Right? How do you use it? Oh, or you use it like this. Okay, so they teach him how to use the camera a little bit. So now what do you do? Well, you edit video. How do you do that? So they get a little iMac from whatever and they, you know, jump drive or something and they're able to show them how to edit video. These women that are tribe, yeah. you know, they're, they, are, they are a good four or five hours away from city anything mm-hmm. you know it's really bad they you know they they really gardening there's a there's a magic well on the on the property that you know gets fresh water and they can do anything they want with that from clean their children or whatever so all these women were were now very interested in you know and they had the ability to shoot and edit and create their own documentaries so then they were creating these little movies and uh, and and the woman who made the documentary is now moved. She's out there. She's in the tribe. She's she lives on the tribal land, and she uh, helps them, 
you know, do all this work and they have made documentaries themselves and they take them from like the little tribe spots all around and they show the movies and they've become like little mini celebrities because oh, cool. because they are also acting in these in these things and they're sellouts. I mean, the sellout crowds, everybody's wants is interested. It's actually helped the situation with the domestic violence. It's helped, you know, we, I, I spoke to the tribe we I didn't speak to him, but we were there when Hazel was speaking to the tribe chief. Mhm. Who said it's you know there's been a lot less domestic violence and less complaints, mostly he's funny because he says mostly because they're never here because they're always there. There's like fifty to I think she said it's up to seventy women that are part of this Way Out Arts Women's Only project. So the the women are there. The school for the children of the tribe is there. You know some. Buddy along the way built them like a little schoolhouse mm-hmm. you know it was like it was definitely some you know somebody did on a you know some humanitarian project or something built them schoolhouse on their their property and that that was the pictures that you see of me high-fiving all the little baby african kids and the kids were dancing and they when we showed up they were singing and they were like just welcome and they had mm-hmm. oranges for us and 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 just I mean, incredible spirit, you know, and just in beautiful and beautiful colors and their tapestries and like all their dresses and the garb and the head wraps and mm-hmm. all the stuff was just amazing. Um, you know, there's, I got flagged on Facebook cause one of the pictures I had had a, you know, full frontal from so this little African baby that oh. the mom was like holding up and, and Facebook like threatened <laughs> to, threatened to kick me off because I showed a uh, uh, full frontal uh, uh, nudity, uh, from a child. Uh, I didn't really do it, so I I redid it. I put a little sunshine. Oh, over good, yeah, good, yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. I put a little sunshine over his over his his unit, um, and it was you know just amazing. That's the place where the um the little kids were like hugging their mother because they had never right. I mean, they're they're it's fascinating. Well you know? removed from society out there. I mean, it was like you know it's like going to the mountains or the hills of of. Here, you know, you get people that are removed from society here, you know, like West Virginia and places right. like that. But this is like African equivalent of that. Um, and incredible, you know, just incredible, incredible everything, incredibly poor, incredibly beautiful, incredibly moving, incredibly talented, uh, incredibly kind, incredibly poor, incredibly you know, just incredible in every sense of the word. It was, it was just, um, it, it was, it was wild. Um, but something I'll never forget, you know, how amazing that you got to experience that. And I know that this is not the only time we're going to be talking about these experiences and, you know, and I still think, you know, coming back from that, I'm sure that there's a lot of, you know, it's going to take time to really process honestly. Yeah. Of, and I always thought, you know, coming back, taking a couple of weeks to process and then saying, how is this experience going to, you know, like, what do you do next? Like, what is, what is the next thing? And, and how can I, you know, affect more change on a bigger level or, you know, and it's, you can't help everyone, but what, what you do, you know, maybe it's one person or whatever, even coming back and being here now, it's just a different perspective. And I think that's the thing. It's so it, I mean, it, it, there's a lot, it, it, you know, reentering society after mm-hmm. a trip like that is kind of weird. You know, and of course, my my youngest, I love him. He's amazing. He, you know, like 
an hour after I get home. He's like, Dad, I made my Christmas list and yeah. you look at all this stuff I want. And I said, you're going to have to, oh my gosh. you're going to have to, you know, God bless him. I said, you're going to have to put that away for a couple of weeks. I'm not yeah, ready for that no. right now. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and, and, and there's even thoughts that I have of like, like I went a long way to help. Like the, I went really far to help these people. You know, and not even help them, just just share with these people. I, I, you know, it wasn't like any intention to like, you know, help, right, save them or anything. I just wanted to share what I do and what I love and what I'm passionate about because I know it helps, right? Exercises, medicine, right. exercises, mm-hmm. therapy, exercises, all these things. It's hope. Right? That's it, the that's the word. That's a, it's that's, you provide hope, and hope is right. so powerful. And and you know, maybe you know, they just get a little something for themselves, and they got it picked up. They're they're they've got a group run organized, and I'm going to continue to send them stuff couple of the dudes are really good runners so they have plans to do more stuff and i'll you know be able to help them from afar but one of my thoughts was god i went a really far way and i over i passed over a lot of people to get to there right there's people in my community that can use my help too like i'm going all the way to africa to do this stuff and like you know it's kind of like i'm not doing enough you know you know like you're not doing i'm not doing enough like like at home you know like to 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 help the people that, that they, everybody like there's a I'm lot. I'm only laughing because I don't sleep. This is me every yeah. night. I'm like, okay, all right, you've got to do more. You got and it's, but yeah. you, but that's what lights you and that's what's exciting and yeah, and you know that that's your passion and you're gonna that's your life. So, all it, right, like I said, yeah. we're there's gonna be a part two, <laughs> part two to this, this because this is like a we're not done talking about this and I know that. There's a couple things coming up. Number one, we're going to continue with some of these. And I think that some of what we're talked about today is going to flow very nicely into our surviving and thriving. <laughs> the holidays, which are coming up. Yeah. Because some of the lessons you learned, I think, are really important to share. Oh, my God. With the holidays and people's stress and anxiety. And what the heck is really important in your life? I, here's what I, and here, here's what I need everybody to do, right? This is like my takeaway. You need to figure out what is real and what's not. You're worried about something right now. Right, whatever it is, your day to day, your job, your your family, and like all these things, like whatever it is, like and and even I, I've said this before. I even left because I, I work a lot with high school athletes, and they're at an age where they overthink everything, and they you know they just and and I and I say you have to really think about what's real and what can be discarded as not being real, and like what you're occupying your time and your thoughts on that isn't necessary if it is necessary by all means work on it and focus on it and all those things but i think that we get so wrapped up in all this bullshit that doesn't really i mean it doesn't matter right there are the and and hopefully it it matters less to you know it matters less to me now there's just no other way um you know you get caught up in things and you know i was pushed right back into work meetings and relationships that I had put on hold for, you know, 12 days that, you know, now I'm back into it and people's importance and, you know, sometimes it's my importance and, you know, I'm pushing my weight around and and none of it fucking matters. Like none of it. And, you know, and, and, and Christmas and gifts, like there are people out there that are far less fortunate than you that are far less miserable than you too right and i just think that that if we kind of just take a good look at, at what is really happening and what's real and what deserves our attention and what doesn't and if it doesn't by all means just let it freaking slide because there's some real like we 
plenty of people out there would love to have your problems, right? Because mm-hmm. their their problems are way bigger than yours. Um, you know, whether it's health or you know financial or or relationships or otherwise. You know, it's um, there's plenty of people that would love to trade. And so. by the way, we are, you know, company right here. We are the lucky ones that have figured this out before it's too late, and that's. The most important thing, you know, I hear from you is that, you know, you're reiterating the fact that you get it. You get it. I mean, you got it before, but this was just a, you know, huge reminder of, wow, yeah, you know what? What I'm doing in life right now and the messages I'm sending to people about what are the most important things in life? They're not freaking things, people. Things are just stuff that you have to worry about and take care so of silly i mean it seems so silly and it seems so cliche but it's like so real once you get it, it, it yeah i mean it's relationships it's smiles in the other direction it's 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 you know walking i i they did it they did it all for me <laughs> you know what i mean it's like all that stuff that happened yeah it's for them and and the organization the found joe strummer foundation like it's joestrummerfoundation.org. Like, go look it up. There will be links in the show notes and all those things. And and just it's their their main thing is empowerment through music, mm-hmm. right? Empowerment through the arts. And you know, there's other stuff out there. You know, there's there's other things that that can be. I mean, there's the you know the American Heart Association, and all those things. And like, it's that's just not what this foundation does. It's empowerment through music. It's providing opportunity for people that didn't have it, wouldn't have it without, you know some extra help and uh and, and that's and that's what they do and i mean just an amazing thing because music's universal right love is universal where's all the science people out there that are like you know music what well, music what does it do for your brain what does it do for your cognition what does it do for your mood and your mental state like all of this is maybe they're not all getting money you know like you know what i mean like maybe they're not making money on this but guess what they're that's- making and that's themselves feel good and, and happiness. That's, and that's to me what exercise is specifically mm-hmm. running, you know, like, you know, more so running, right? Like doesn't cost anything. Nope. Everybody's got the ability to do it for the most part, you know, unless you don't. And, and, you know, if you can do it, it'll help you in, in a number of ways. And, uh, you know, we had Bart Yasso on the, on the podcast, right? Uh-huh. Great, the great mayor oh. of running. Right, love Bart Yasso, and and his quote was, "Don't ever underestimate just how far running can take you." Mm-hmm. Literally, figuratively, geographically, took you to Africa, <laughs> like, you know, like, you know, um, and uh, and and just just um, you know, bonds bonds were made, and and uh, you know, I'll probably see them again because I do plan on going back, but I, you know, if I don't, it, it, you know, it's just um, it's it's something that'll last with me for a long, long time if not forever. And, uh, you know, humbling, humbling. Sometimes you got to see the depths of, mm-hmm. of existence in order to, to, to really understand it. Africa is a fucked up place. Oh like really, I, I, I'm, and I'll just say right. it like that. It's wild, but awesome and beautiful. Right. And can't wait to go back. <laughs> so, that's what I got for you, Conti. Oh my gosh! We'll wrap up. I, I, I just like I said, we could go on. I think for hours and hours and yeah. hours because there's so much. And I'm curious as to, you know, in another couple of weeks of you know with the holidays coming up and whatnot, if there's any other like, you know, kind of things that come to you that 
yeah. you know, you haven't thought of. I, I, like you said, when you come back, it's almost like you're – once you travel anywhere that's not a first world country and you come back to the United States, and I am not comparing this to anyone who's a soldier and has gone off into war or anything, yeah. but they – you know, you talk about coming back and – Reentering society. Reentering society. Yeah. It's the same – you know, that same idea. This is This is a lot of – a lot of nonsense sometimes. Yeah, we, we're real wrapped up in, in our own bullshit. So. And what's real, what's not. You know, if you can figure that out, I think that you can focus on some things that make you happy and not some things that make you crazy because I don't think any of it really matters. You know, it's like my my main goal was like to try and raise children that aren't assholes, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Like if I could do that, I'm a success. Have good relationships <laughs> yeah, with people. Right, like. Right? You know, kind, kind, pay the bills, caring but also children that be happy with what we do. You know, have taken all my life experiences for better or worth, worse, and kind of teach them some things, and then let them teach me the rest. Um, and and you know, really, it was it was it's it's heavy, but you know, I'm glad I did it. Oh my gosh! I'm glad you did it. I'm glad you came back. I'm glad that yeah. you have all these new. Oh, we were well protected. Stories. Oh my gosh! We had we had we had guards at night. That were just, you know, Amarel. Amarel? Yeah, or Am, Anim, Anamarel, something like that. He was awesome. Big, huge monster of man oh. that, if anything, <laughs> felt very safe around him. <laughs> um, you know, it was good. We fed him well and gave him, you know, paid him at the end of the week, and it was good. <laughs> Africa. Like good stuff. Africa. Oh, all right. Well, listen, everybody. Um, I hope you uh, I hope you got some good... Um, Good perspective on the uh, on the world, and maybe sit back in your life and think about what you actually have and what you actually need, and uh, yeah, take it from Brian there. Find out what's real. Yes. All right. So with that said, um, we are heading, <laughs> diving headfirst into uh, the holiday season. Yeah. Let it let it begin. It's so not stressful <laughs> for everybody involved. What's real? What's not? Exactly. And we are going to come back with a. Um, Beautiful surviving, and I'm adding thriving in the holidays. Thriving through the holidays. Yeah. Exercising through the holidays. Please, please do so. I got something big planned. You do? Yeah. For the holidays? A challenge? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Because I've been- A little fundraiser. Okay, because I also, you realize what's coming up this next month. Is your birthday. My birthday, and I have been starting to think what kind of chaos- um, you know, every year. And I feel like there, there needs to be a, some sort of physical challenge this year. Double dare. I don't know. Something. Just yeah. Something. So I, I got something planned that I got to run past a couple of the kids that I, that I have on my team that, okay. that I want to, I want to help a kid that, that, uh, has, has some stuff going on. So okay. stay tuned for that one. Cause right. I don't, that's going to be a beauty. Might I'm be a in. solo mission. I don't know. Conti. Oh no. There's what? a lot of miles. I'm going to go running. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Stay like, tuned. Like. Womp, womp, womp. Uh, okay. All right. Well, I'll figure it out. Uh, I'm always up for a nice long run. <laughs> as long as I don't have to sprint. It's going to be a lot of long running. Oh. All right. Well, I don't know. We'll you figure know it out. me. I don't know. Whatever. We'll it out. I'll just we'll tell me where to show up, you know, with my coffee and just. <laughs> it's fine. You know. I'll get you in the loop. All right. With that said, it is Christine Conte. And I'm Brian Prendergast. And we are two fit crazies. <laughs> and the microphone. We are where it's at. Peace.